So Psalm 92 from verse 12, the Bible says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Somebody say, I will flourish. Shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there's no unrighteousness in him. Say amen, somebody. Amen. This season, when men say there's casting down, you will flourish. In the precious name of Jesus. So we have been examining how we flourish, especially in terms of our finances. And we've, uh, it's a lot of teaching that has gone on. Today, I start to change the emphasis uh, uh, from the covenant of increase into the covenant of healing, health, and long life, perhaps from next Sunday. I'd like to start a round off by discussing the blessing of honor. The blessing of honor. Don't forget that we've said that we have a covenant of increase with God. And that covenant is triggered with a seed. That will trigger the covenant of increase with a seed. A seed. Another way we trigger the covenant of increase is with honor. Honor. Honor helps us to trigger the blessing and the covenant of increase. And that's what I'm discussing here this morning. What is honor? Honor is esteem due. Paid to what? says high esteem, respect, or reverence. Esteem that is due. You give esteem that when you give esteem that is due, then you are honoring. You're honoring. You're honoring. God, all over the scriptures, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, communicated unequivocally that when you walk in honor, when you honor him, your touching is soft spot. He's, he has said it over and again. There's no gain saying the fact that God recognizes honor. You see, I've said it before when we're discussing covenants, the first message in this series, that God does not operate anyhow relationships. He said Anyone that will walk with me must be willing to come into a covenant with me. We've said a covenant is an agreement, a contract. Yeah. It's the highest level of agreement that can come in between two people. And a covenant is sealed with blood. Those are things we've mentioned before. I must let you know that the covenant that we have with God, if you are born again, you are a child of God, that covenant has been sealed by the shed blood of Christ. The blood of the sinless son of God. And we said it's a supreme covenant because men cut covenant with blood of animals and perhaps their own sinful blood. But when you come into a covenant with a sinless blood, there's no replica for that covenant. That's why the covenant that we have in, in Jesus can nullify the effect of any other covenant when you come into Christ. That's why the Bible says we have been redeemed not by the blood of bulls and goats, but we were redeemed by the blood of the sinless son of God. So God does not operate any other kind of relationship. He doesn't have acquaintances. It's either covenant or nothing. That is his modus operandi. It's covenant or nothing. That's why you can't you can work with God on your own terms. You're a joker. 
because it just doesn't work for him. A standard operating system is covenant, covenant, covenant. And you must understand it that way. God wants to work with us in a covenant. One of the things that service our covenant, that will service our covenant, and that will trigger the covenant of increase is when we recognize that the way God knows that you are conscious of the covenant is when you honor him, when you walk in honor, when you understand that you give him the esteem that is due to him. And today I'm going to be emphasizing how we see the, the covenant that we have with God, how we work with God in honor, and how we work with men with honor. Malachi chapter 1, and I'll read from verse number 6 of Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1, and uh, we'll read from verse number 6, God was talking about how we honor him here. And he brought the issue of how he wants to be honored. He said, as a son honors his father, and a servant his master, if then I'm your father, where's my honor? If I am a master, where's my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. To you, priests, who despise my name, Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And when you offer the blind, look at that. You offer the blind as a sacrifice. Is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it to your governor. Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of us. The Lord bless the reading of his word. God said here that I'm demanding honor. Because if you ask why honor, God demands it. He commands it. He commands it. God demands from us the honor that befits a father and the reverence Due to a master. He puts it in those two categories. He said, if I'm your father, where's my honor? If I'm your master, where's my reverence? He, he, he wasn't mincing words about what his expectation will be. I want the honor that is due to a father. I want the honor that is due to a master. The honor that is due, due to a father, the honor that is due to a master. That's what God is demanding. And he said, you, you said, how have we dishonored you? He said, you priest, you offer defiled animal or offering at my altar. He said, you bring the, the lame and the blind. And you see, in the Old Testament, God was giving them an example of how priests I mean, represents people and bring the offering, the atonement offering, to cover the sins of the people. But you know what they used to do? They pack all the very robust animals aside. In fact, some of some theologians said that they do some trade by butter at the entrance of this, this, around the synagogue, where some people, they actually brought something robust, but um, somebody will approach them and say, look, I know the priest. He will still take this one from you. Let's exchange, and I'll give you the change. So I'll drop this uh, blind one on your behalf. <laughs> the priest will take it, don't worry. By that, they started to dishonor God. In the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9, the Bible says, we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
We are the priests of the New Testament. You, you, you don't go through any priest again, you understand? So, in the New Testament, this scripture applies to us directly. During the Old Testament, God was saying, look, your priests, they do nonsense. They bring rubbish offerings to me. In the New Testament, you and I are priests. Are, are you still here with me today? Yeah. We are the ones who bring it ourselves and approach God with whatever we want to give him. And he says, if you bring the lame, the blind, say, try it on your governor. See whether he will receive it favorably from you. You see, there are things we do, and we don't even think about how it sits with God. I mean, this is not part of my message, but imagine. These are these days of mobile phones and cell phones and all that. Some people, you know, somebody will be praying. They are praying, Jesus, and phone ring, you pick phone. Can you stand in the presence of the president of this nation? And then you are talking to somebody and you are talking to him. If it's 10 minutes you have for God, spend it with him. Let the phone be away. Enough of disrespect and dishonor for God. If you truly believe that you are speaking to God when you are praying. I hope you understand what I'm saying. How many of us stand in front of our CEOs in the office? You are just sitting with your friend, you are talking to your CEO. You are playing with your job. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. The, the, the heart with which we approach God must be that of honor. Honor triggers the covenant of increase. When God sees honor, he recognizes it. He recognizes it. So there are two ways, you know, uh, in, I mean, to see this from God's command. One is from the point of view of Proverbs uh, chapter 3 and verse number 9. Bible says, honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruit of all your increase. He said, so you're, you're bound, uh, so, so he said, uh, the first fruit of all your increase, verse number 10. So your bounds, your bounds will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You see what happens when you honor the Lord with your substance. When you show that you're coming with a heart of honor. It's not just, this is not just uh, everybody's giving to God, let me give. No. I, I, I want to honor God. I want to honor God. I want to honor God. And this is very, very um, instructive in the sense that, see, when it comes to giving to God, some people have dissociated honor with giving. Some of us give simply because we want to receive. <laughs> it has nothing to do with honoring God at all. All you have in your mind is God said you give me 100 fold. If you give God 50K. <laughs> That's how some people think. Multiply by 100. Uh, so God go bless me with, <laughs> with 5 million. You know, something like that. That's how some people just think. You just do calculation with God. You don't understand the covenant. You don't, <laughs> you don't know the other things that surround it. You know, two or three weeks ago, I was preaching and I said, look, God is not a casino machine. If you want to gamble, go, go, go to the place where they gamble. No. That's, that's, that doesn't operate with God. First and foremost, we give to God because we want to honor him. Not because we're calculating returns. Go and invest your money in stock market. If it's returns, you're... if that's the only thing you're looking for, praise God. As I praise God, the honor that is due to God. When we honor him the way he wants to be honored, 
will trigger something fantastic, something great, something great, something fantastic. Now, I want you to understand today, let's read from Genesis chapter 4. I want you to see a spirit that's pervasive in the church today that we need to deal with. In Genesis chapter 4, from Genesis, the book of beginnings, we see God's disposition towards dishonor, especially when it comes to giving to him. His disposition towards dishonor. And the implications of not honoring God appropriately. The Bible says, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Verse 4. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel's, Abel and his offering. Look at uh, verse 5. Give me verse 5. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Verse 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Let me explain this. Many theologians have said, oh, God rejected Cain's offering because it, it, it didn't have blood in it. In the Old Testament, you have to slaughter something to sacrifice to God. That may be true. That may, I mean, but for the sake of this discussion, I want you to understand something. That it's the reason why God disrespected Cain's offering is very simple and it's right there in the verse. Right there in the verse. You don't have to go too far into looking for blood or no blood. It's right there in the verse. The Bible says Cain came and gave God an offering. He was a tiller of the ground, so, you know, and so to speak, you can say you can't give what you don't have. So he just came and gave God the produce of the ground. Abel, in the same vein, who happened to be into animal husbandry, came and offered a sacrifice to God but look at what the Bible says. Can you put that scripture up for me again? Verse 4. Abel also brought of the firstborn. Somebody say the firstborn. The firstborn of his flock and their fat. <laughs> the two offerings are not in the same category. Somebody brought an offering. Somebody brought the firstborn. And they are fat. Give me that in Amplified Translation. He brought, see, see Amplified Translation. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and the fat portions. <laughs> did, you, did you see that? Cain's offering and Abel's offering are in two, were in two different categories. There was no mention of the anything special about Cain's offering. Cain brought an offering. Some vegetables and some yam. Because, I mean, just produce and dump it there. Abel brought not just animals, 
firstborn. And fat portions. God said, this is how I am honored. For the first time, God said, I'm going to dishonor someone. I'm going to disrespect somebody's offering. And I'm going to accept another person's offering. And this is the book of the beginnings. God has not changed his mind since that time. It's only that we'll, the dynamics has, you know, may have changed, but God has not changed his mind. So, what we present and how we present it is extremely important when it comes to honoring God. What we present and how we present it. What we present and how we present it. Yeah. What we present and how we present it. So, but you know, the very important thing that I want you to take from this passage of the scripture. When the Bible says that Cain's offering was rejected because it lacked honor. There was nothing special in it. God did not sense any form of honor from what Cain brought, even though he brought something. God now took the discussion to a new level. He said, you know what, Cain? The moment you can't honor me fully, you have made room in your heart to honor something else. God said, Cain, sin is locking around your door. Sin is crouching at your door because you have refused to honor me fully. Any space that you have created, the devil is going to feel it. Yeah. The moment uh, it has become something so tedious for you to allow God to be God over your finances and honor him with a portion that belongs to him in offerings and in tithing. When people start to ask funny questions about tithe and you disregard the potency of the tithe as the 10% that brings God's hand over the 100% so that the 90 that is remaining is devourer free. The devil can't touch it. And it can multiply in your hand. What happens? You start to realize that you have to cover your back in some other ways. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. You won't have the confidence to say, I am in a covenant with God. I have done my part of the covenant. And the rest is story. If hell likes, let it break out. I was saying in the first service, God, the way he runs, literally speaking, if I can put it in a simple language, he runs like a gangster. So, do you know what happened? Touch one of the gang members. You see how the gang will unleash on you. Many of us don't have the confidence that God will unleash on our enemies and anyone who wants to stop what we're doing because we have not honored him the way we're supposed to honor him. When you belong to a group, a gang, a court, or whatever, and you are not a defaulter, anything happens to you, the gang rises for you. They unleash on the environment, on the society. You touch any gang member. <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's why God said, touch just my anointing and do my prophet no harm. You touch them, I unleash on you. But what gives the confidence to know that God will unleash on your behalf is that you have honored him fully. 
That's how the spirit of Cain started to operate. We see it in operation in our nation today. Some people are in business, they kill people for their business to survive. Cain started murder. He was, he, 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 he was the engineer of murder. He was, that, is, that was his innovation. His, uh, <laughs> he pioneered murdering. The spirit of Cain. Yeah. And the spirit of Cain starts from lack of honor for God. When you are in a, in a particular industry and uh, people are killing to be able to remain in the industry and to do business, that's the spirit of Cain in manifestation. And you can only stand out in such an industry if you have chosen to honor God. God covers your back. Let anyone touch you. The gangster shows up for you. Yeah. yeah. Glory be to Jesus. That's how it works. That's how it works.